Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to another episode of the Destination Debbie College Football Podcast. I am your host, Paul. You can find me on Twitter at Gump7285, joined by my lovely co-host, Derek. You can find him on Twitter at D underscore Cook93. Back at you again with some more college football talk. Going to go over some of the big rumors dangling out there that's pretty interesting, some transfer portal updates, and some high school prospect updates as early National Signing Day is coming up, December 20th through the 22nd. So talk about a couple guys that may make some big flipping decisions on early National Signing Day, but we'll kick it off with Caleb Williams. Been seeing lots of rumors out there that he may transfer, and he may transfer to your Ohio State Buckeyes. How much NIL money do we have in Columbus? I mean, if we want, you guys want him, Marvin, Travion, what the hell? I mean, to, to keep those guys, I would assume you'd have to have 40-plus million just between those three. Um, you know, I think we talked about it before when it came to Caleb Williams that he was getting offers in excess of $30 million for, you know, one more year. So I would anticipate it being at least that much. And then Marvin Harrison, you know, another probably top seven, top eight pick. I mean, at least 40. You know, Travion Henderson, we know how the NFL views running back, so I wouldn't anticipate his NIL money being – Anything too crazy, it'd probably be a couple million, but yeah, man, at, at least 40, and then not including the whole rest of the herd. But yeah. <laughs> Caleb Williams, man, that'd be crazy. I don't think it's going to happen, but rumors got started somewhere along the way, and they're out there. With If he's getting you know 30 million thrown at him for one season, who knows at this point? He did him and his dad, or I think it was his dad, made the comments early in the season that he would have no problem going back to school if the team that's projected to draft him is not a good organization. So who knows? But it is very interesting that it is out there now. You know, his college career outside of his individual performance as far as team accolades and whatnot has been disappointing. USC fell apart this year. They fell apart last year. I forget what happened with Oklahoma his freshman year, but he hasn't won anything in college in terms of college football playoff, big bowl games, nothing. So maybe he just has that itch. He wants to make a run at the college football playoff and teaming up with good old Maserati Marv, as you like to call him. And who knows? It's kind of scary as a dynasty player, though. A lot of people loading up on these 24 picks and say they both do return to school, then what? Drake May is definitely your 101. Uh, Neighbors is probably your 102. Brock Bowers, top three at that point. It's NIL is not the best thing for Dynasty. No, you got to think, yeah, both of those guys returned to, you know, for their senior seasons. I mean, the 24 class is loaded, but it's – you're talking about the two top guys at two different positions. I mean, that that would kill the 24 class. wouldn't be the first time we've seen it, but the NIL absolutely has made a, a dramatic impact. And if they both stay this year, it's got to be because of the NIL. Um, I'd like to see, you know, getting in the Caleb Williams talk, if he, you know, leaves after this year, everything he's done, I would say that he is 
the best college quarterback that really accomplished nothing outside of the regular season we've ever seen. I know that he went, you know, last year at USC. They lost to, uh, was it Utah twice? I don't remember their bowl game, but it Tulane. wasn't a playoff game. It was a Tulane, okay. Cotton Bowl. So at least it was a, a well-known bowl game, but again, it doesn't matter. It's outside of college football playoffs, I mean, the bowl games, and you know, I hate to say it, but playoffs have made outside of playoff games not matter. Um, you know, and then leaving this year at seven and five, that USC team looks like they're in shambles. Uh, I also know that, you know, Mario Williams, not a big name. He's also in the transfer portal. He's leaving. Um, yeah, Caleb Williams, I'd, I'd like to pick his brain, just see what he's thinking about doing. Um, you, as you mentioned, uh, he said that if the organization had the number one overall pick was a poorly ran organization, he wouldn't go there. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, Caleb, but any team that's got the 101 is probably a poorly ran organization. There's a reason they've got the number one overall pick, unless they traded for it. It doesn't happen very often. But, yeah, I think there's a lot better chance that, um, you know, Mar Maserati Marv, as Gus Johnson likes to call him, stays rather than Caleb Williams. Um, I don't think there's any way Caleb stays. I think he's I think he's a shoe in to leave, personally. I think that'd be just it, – the amount of money that teams are going to have to throw at him to get him to transfer and stay is crazy. If he was to say, I'd say he'd stay at USC and collect that money one more year. Because I don't, I just yeah, going from I don't, the bright lights out there in LA to good old Columbus, Ohio is a very, very big difference in terms of lifestyle and all that for him. Who knows? I'm sure he'll declare. I mean, he does. We'll really see this strung out till January 2nd, I would assume, which is when the window to enter the transfer portal closes for this cycle. And then I think the deadline for the NFL is. January 18th or 19th or 20th this year, mid-January. So up until January 2nd, I'm sure we're going to be hearing about this. Once that window closes and he's not in the portal, then I guess we'll have a for sure answer. Like I said, I don't I, think it's likely, yeah. but you never know. With NIL, it seems like each year it gets bigger and bigger, more money. It's affecting the game more and more in terms of like this. Five years ago, it wouldn't even be a possibility that he's staying. He would have ended his last game at USC and said, hey, I'm going to the draft. I mean, shoot, not even five years ago, three years ago. I mean, the, the NIL has, has changed college football landscape. I would say for the better because these kids are finally getting paid to, you know, make money putting on a performance and being entertainment. And, you know, again, name, image, and likeness while these universities are making billions of dollars on the athletes. Although, you know, it's not necessarily the university that's paying them, but still it's, it's nice to see the kids getting something out of it at least. Really, it's it's more to me. It's more about the kids that don't necessarily have a pro future, but they're still getting some NIL money. Rather than the big names are going to get their money one way or another. It's it's the smaller guys. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. It's like a union collective bargaining agreement is what I'm getting at. I like it. Right, absolutely. But of course, if Caleb goes to OSU, we assume that means Marvin Harrison stays. I don't think there's absolutely Caleb without Marv at this point. I mean, we heard of the rumors last offseason about Marv possibly transferring out to USC to play with Caleb Williams. So here we are I, once yeah. again, rumors of them linking up. We will see over the next three weeks what happens with that. And then back to some other actual news transfer portal updates. Aiden Childs, as everyone under the sun predicted, has committed to Michigan State. So he hooks up with his old coach, Jonathan Smith, in the Big Ten. I assume he's going to basically be promised the job and walk in there. I mean, at this point, I don't think anybody besides a walk-on is even in that quarterback room. So good for him. He'll get a starting job. He'll be an exciting player to watch. Someone you definitely want to keep your eye on for the 26 NFL draft. I'm very high on him, as you are as well. Yeah. So it'll be awesome to see him actually get some real playing time for a full game. And MJ Morris. We talked about him quite a bit. He committed to Maryland, leaving NC State and going to Maryland in that very passer-friendly offense, you could say, after Tua's little brother. At this point, I assume he's gone. I'm not he's sure if he has be. any eligibility left, but Fim J. Morris walking into his third year wants to go to Maryland. I assume he will be the starter there as well. That'll be good for him in that offense. Yeah, I'd assume that Tally is out of eligibility. I feel like he's played for Maryland for about seven years. He's the the modern day Juice Williams. So, but yeah, good to see MJ Morris. 
you know, go somewhere and and get get the opportunity to play. But he left the he left the big hole open after he left, though. He did, which was filled by an old Debbie name for the grave, Grayson McCall. I mean, we were talking about him as an early declare two years ago. Right, from Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I remember I had him in some C2C leagues like two, three years ago. And he was in the portal last year, then went back to Coastal and back to the portal this year and upgrades to NC State. He's going to be fun to watch. I've been a big McCall fan since he stepped on foot at Coastal Carolina and was the starter. So that's awesome for him to move up to a Power 5 team. I don't necessarily know if he would be great for like a, a Devi aspect, but I think for college fan, fantasy football leagues, I think he'll be awesome. Um, and then, you know, for like C2C leagues as well. Yeah, he's going to put up some points. We saw they are very open to having their quarterback be a contributor in the run game with Brennan Armstrong. So it's going to be a fantasy-friendly offense with Grayson McCall there in Raleigh. And this one surprised me. Surprised me, disappoints me. All of the above. Tyler Van Dyke from Miami has committed to Luke Fickle and the Wisconsin Badgers. What's this mean for Nick Evers? We love Nick Evers. Wanted to see him this year. He's now going to be a junior. Sitting behind TVD. He's used his one-time free transfer, I believe. I don't think when he left Oklahoma, there was a coaching change, if I remember correctly. So he would have to get a waiver to go anywhere else. But yeah, this sucks for him. TBD is assuming he's the starter. I mean, if, if TBD is coming in, I'm assuming, yeah, I don't think there's any way he's not the starter. Um, I kind of think in a way the writing was on the wall a little bit last year because wasn't um, Nick Evers a third-string quarterback anyways? So Yeah, because Tanner Mordecai was the starter, got hurt. And then I forget his I name. His last name's Locke. Yeah. Stepped up was the starter in the Nick Evers, went from second string to third string, which is nuts. Yeah. That to me, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still like I still like Fickle, uh, but I feel like that's a, a good bit of talent, you know, that you, I guess we didn't get to see, lack thereof. Um, yeah, I just don't know what's going on in Wisconsin. They're losing some great running backs, though, so he's going to have to do something. Yeah, between Evers and C.J. Williams, I was really excited with those two being the one-two punch wide receiver quarterback under Fickle and Phil Longo and what he did at UNC with Drake May, Josh Downs. And nothing has come to fruition. Obviously, they're smarter than we are at this, and they know what's going on, but it just sucks to see two. I mean, C.J. Williams was a five-star recruit, I believe, when he went to SC, and Nick Evers was a four-star recruit when he went to OU. So it just sucks. But TBD is going to be in a halfway decent spot, I guess. Be a game manager more than likely. He's not going to get sacked. So, No, not anymore. At least he'll be able to have a healthy, clean pocket. He just might not get 40 pass attempts a game. And who knows? He could be the next uh, Michael Penix, Bo Nix type of guy that's going to get a lot of hype next year. I firmly believe freshman year Tyler Van Dyke is in there somewhere. It's just got to be drug out of him and maybe play football again. This might be like the Russell Wilson Project 2.0. You know, Russell Wilson was NC State for a few years, went to Wisconsin and got some draft hype, and then boom. Granted, he's Russ has sucked the last two years, but I'm here for it. It is I, I'd like to see Evers, but TVD going somewhere better than Miami, I like it. Absolutely, and I'm sure they're opening up the checkbooks for that after the debacle of getting, you know, Tanner Mordecai last year. I'm sure he's getting a pretty penny from this one. Oh, absolutely. I think he's got to be. And then my guy, Raheem Rocket Sanders, commits to South Carolina. So that'll be fun to see him in that run-friendly offense. He should be a monster once again, fingers crossed, fully healthy. Maybe he'll drop some of that weight that a lot of people were saying contributed to his poor play and injuries this year. So he's going to get another shot of redemption. And we'll see how that plays out, but I am very excited to see him. Where highly tattered recruit transfers go to die, South Carolina. I love it. That's where Rocket yeah. Sanders goes. I'm with you, though. I am a Rocket Sanders guy. I hope he loses 40 pounds and looks like he did, what, not this past year, but the year before at Arkansas down there in South Carolina. The game plan's going to, you know, fit in his favor. We'll just see if he does anything with it. 
Yeah, it'll be fun for me. I'm big on Lenore Sellers, the freshman in South Carolina for quarterback currently. Hopefully he'll be the starter next year. Then also Nicholas Harbor, the hybrid tight end, overly huge wide receiver. That could be a big monsters three. I'm excited to see them work in tandem if that actually does happen, but hopefully it does. And then Purdue, who do from the Big Ten loses a big one and Deion Burks, second team. Big 10 wide receiver going to Oklahoma. This could be fun for that offense. Deion Burks, uh, Andrew Anthony, I'm assuming, comes back after tearing his ACL in the Texas game. Jackson Arnold. Yeah, Jackson Arnold. We'll see who goes as the starting running back. Uh, Twee Walker is in the portal. He had a big season for them. So we will see how that shakes out in the running back. But Jackson Arnold, Deion Burks, Andrew Anthony, sign me up, baby. That could be fun. I, I do like that three you just mentioned. And then, you know, depending on who plays running back, man, this could be exciting for Oklahoma and Brett Venables. We'll see. Although uh, they're going to the SEC, keep that in mind. That is true. That's very true. I was just going to piggyback. Pudu lost a big one in Burks. That sucks. Yeah, big blow to the Big Ten and a nice upgrade for an SEC team. But it's going to be a hell of a learning curve for Jackson Arnold in his first season as a starter in the SEC. But at least they have Brent Venables, and hopefully he can turn that defense, do a complete 180, and they can be competitive in the SEC. I'm not sure if they are going with division still or if they're going the whole one big conference. I don't know. I would assume that they'd open it up just to one big conference because they're going to have, what, like 18 teams? Yeah, at least teams. Because they're only adding OU and Texas, as far as I know, this season. and they're So, yeah, they'll have 16. Uh, let's see here. Texas, Oklahoma goes to the SEC. I see nothing about it so far in a quick search. But hopefully they do do away with it. The 2024 season marks the first CSEC without division since the permit was used in 1991. Instead, the number one and number two teams, the SEC standings, will play in the 24 SC championship game in Atlanta. So no, no divisions. That's going to be fun. That is the right way to do it. Same same model the Big Ten's going to, so yeah. I'm excited. It is the right way. Divisions suck. I mean, we're going to see Georgia, Bama, Texas, OU. Hmm. Who else? Ole Miss should be up there. Uh, LSU, depending on who the quarterback is, could be up there. They also got a big-time recruit, wide receiver, Xavier Thomas, transfer from Mississippi State. He put up 600 receiving yards this past season, I believe. So he'll step in and probably be the heir apparent to Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. So we'll see how that shakes out, but they at least have five teams off the top of my head that are going to be up there. Tennessee, maybe. With Nico, I'm a lot yeah. So it, it'll I, be a fun one. I want to say Florida. Uh, I would, but losing lose ETN, who is projected to go to Georgia, that's going to be huge. And possibly starting a true freshman, DJ Lagway. I don't know. And I'm not, personally, I'm not a big fan of Billy Napier. I don't think he's that great of a head coach in the first place. I think I'm he's not either. over his skis being at Florida. But they are going to have to make some changes, although Eugene Wilson will be there once again. Very high on him. And then hopefully Andy Jean, another true freshman from this season, that receiving core, can get on the field. And their tight end, uh, Arliss Brodingham, I think is how you pronounce his last name. So the receiving core could be very fun. Running back room, who, who the hell knows at this point without ETN. But again, him possibly going to Georgia. Could be huge for Georgia, especially with Kendall Milton being gone, um, Branson Robinson, all the terrible injuries he's had to endure through his career is pretty much a a dead duck for Debbie. And then Roderick Robinson, we'll see how he progresses and improves heading into his sophomore year. So it could be another typical Georgia backfield. There's three, four guys that are going to put up pretty good numbers, and they're all going to be damn good. One of them is going to tear ACL, and we're going to have the same conversation again next year. It's bound to determine to happen. It's the Georgia curse for running backs. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what has happened to Kendall Milton and Branson Robinson. 
And who knows? Branson Robinson is built like a tank. Yes. But he's made of fiber. We were, we, we were pretty high on him coming into this season, but yeah, he can't stay healthy, man. But he, he's built like a brick ship house. He really is. He's just a he's a whale of a dude. Yeah, six foot plus, like 230, 240. He was if you just search Branson Robinson in high school and you you'll find a picture of him in a headband and a really tight uh sleeveless yep. shirt. He yeah. looks like a a man, a, a grown man, yeah. In high school, it, it was. I saw that and I was like, "Wow, that's a dude." <laughs> what college does he play for? Oh, the high school down the road. Right. That was my thought first seeing it. I was like, "Dang, he's not just a just a guy." So you, you never know. Can't count him out. We haven't really seen anything from him with the injuries. So who knows? And then, the, really, the last big one that I'm excited for: Taylor Green quarterback from Boise State, kind of a Cam Newton type of guy, K.J. Jefferson, big, can run, big arm, is going to Arkansas to replace K.J. Jefferson. He'll have two years of eligibility left. He was a sophomore this past season, I believe. So stepping up from Boise State to the SEC, that should be fun for him in that offense, depending on if Sam Pittman and his staff gets fired and canned, like a lot of people expect. But from Boise to the SEC, can't complain with that whatsoever. I've always loved seeing a step up in competition as opposed to a step down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to me, that's like the big difference between like guys that want to compete and guys who don't. You know, uh, like you said, Taylor Green stepping up the SEC to play with the big boys. I'd rather see that than Kyle McCord leave Ohio State to go play for the FBS. So I'm I'm here for it, brother. And then one Latin, actually one more. Uh, Maybe resurrecting from the dead. Ja'Cory Brooks moves on from Alabama to Louisville, which is a questionable landing spot considering they're going to probably walk into the season with seventh-year, 25-year-old Tyler Shaw as their starting quarterback. So he, he's out of Bama. That just means there's going to be more opportunity for hopefully Malik Benson, Isaiah Bond, and then Ryan Williams actually – Five-star wide receiver, reclassified from 25 to 24. So he will be playing for Alabama next season. He could be the next big thing for them, and he could see some playing time early due to that depleted and disappointing wide receiver room. Somebody needs to step up for our guy, Jalen Milrow. So I'm excited for all of it to see these uh, highly touted recruits just get the opportunity, and you know, the more the merrier. Yep, somebody's got to do it. Nobody did this season about halfway through until Jermaine Burton. But assuming he goes to the draft, or if he returns, who knows if he can repeat this. It might might have been a, he has to say, like a shot in the pan, caught lightning in a bottle type deal this year. Mm -hmm. Malik Murphy, our guy. Very high on him. Top five quarterback for me in the 25 class. Hits the portal, finally. Although unfortunate for him, given Texas is – in the college football playoff, he did win a couple ball games for them and helped them get to this point. And he's not going to be a part of it. Very unfortunate that the schedule overall of college football is the way it is, that he had to make that decision mid-December to look out for his future, hit the portal when there's still a lot more landing spots available to him, as opposed to, you know, say he stayed on Texas, played on New Year's Day and then hit the portal the next day as soon as it closed. Not going to be able to really pick your spot at that point. A lot of these vacancies are going to be filled in the next one to two weeks before the playoff even starts. So just unfortunate for him, he's going to have to miss out on that experience and possibly a national championship due to the, the way the season falls out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it sucks. Uh, we're both big Malik Murphy guys. I mean, I reached on him in a, a Debbie league this past year and I shouldn't have, but. Him. Just love the kid, man. Love him. It, it sucks. I'd like to see him, you know, be able to. I know that Quinn Ewers coming back kind of kind of messed him up a little bit. I will say that because I yeah, feel like Ewers if Quinn deep. left, I feel like it's his job all day next year. I feel yeah, like he's head and shoulders really. above uh, Manning, Arch Manning. No offense, I'm not an Arch Manning guy personally. Um, but yeah, this, I just feel bad for Murphy. I was kind of hoping to go to OSU, but I don't think that's happening. No, right now, from what I've seen, he has scheduled visits to Duke, 
Baylor, Oregon State, and earlier today he added South Carolina. So those are the four schools he's going to on three. Right now they predict 95% he's going to Duke. I mean, that, I think that play out all right with him, especially with Duke losing Riley Leonard. I'd, I'd like to see him down there. That'd be okay. I wouldn't mind South Carolina, really. I mean, it was suck for Lenore Sellers, and he is a South Carolina kid as well. But if Malik Murphy went there with Rocket Sanders, Nicholas Harbor, and who knows if some other transfers would come on in because of him, wouldn't be bad. You know, still stepping up from the Big 12 to the SEC and would maybe get to see his former team some point down the road. But I'm sure it'll be Duke. He'll be able to walk in more of a, well, who knows, since Mike Elkos did take the job at Texas A&M, who knows what, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Manny Diaz is actually the new head man at Duke. So lots of experience with him coming in as a former head coach, most recently the defensive coordinator for Penn State that uh, let Michigan run the ball 30-plus times in a row to win a game. But we'll see where he lands after his visits and whatnot. You know, he originally just had Duke, Baylor, Oregon State when he entered the portal, and now he had South Carolina. You think Oregon State has a shot? It's an easy job to win. That's for sure. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, that's – what is it? It's Oregon State. Where are they going next year? Are they still the the other – I think they're staying in the Big 12. You mean Pac-12? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's Oregon State and Washington State, and they're doing that whole hybrid thing with the Mountain West. So that would definitely be a step down in competition. I don't really think he wants that either from his list that he's released so far. Baylor's an interesting one. Their quarterback, uh, Blake Shapin, I think is how you pronounce his last name, committed to Mississippi State in the portal. So there is a vacancy there. He did have injuries this season, so he didn't play the full season. Malik Murphy is definitely someone I will be keeping an eye on going forward and seeing what happens with him. I feel like he's a big name. He could he could play a lot of different ways. Nebraska's out there. And speaking of Nebraska, that's Kyle a, that's McCord. A, that's a school. Kyle McCord is supposedly out on Nebraska. And 2027 quarterback one stepping in, you know, meaning he is in the 2024 recruiting class, QB1, Dylan Rayola, currently committed to Georgia this weekend. He is taking an official visit to Nebraska, family lineage there, and all that good stuff. I think he flips. Early National Signing Day is here in four days from the 20th to the 22nd. I think he's going to be a flipper. I think he winds up in Nebraska, and I think that is why Kyle McCord tucked his tail and ran out of that situation. Uh, dude, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, at this point, my opinion on Kyle McCord is he does not like competition and yeah, you know, I, I think he knows the writing on the wall and right. Like you said, Dylan Rayola, is that how you say it is transfer is decommitting from Georgia going to Nebraska and Kyle McCord just wants to go somewhere and immediately be the starter for one year and leave. So yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that one. That would be great for Nebraska overall and Matt Rule. He's done a hell of a job in his first season. I believe it was his first year. Yeah, Team Scott good. Frost was there the year before. Yeah. So he's done a great job. You know, he didn't have the best season record-wise, but the team definitely improved from what we've seen over the last couple of years from them. Scott, and they are Scott Frost left that organization in shambles. I don't know how he was as good as he was at what UCF. But he destroyed Nebraska's organization. That guy's a, competition, that guy's a man. clown. He, he that guy's a ready. clown. He's a clown, man. He's a clown. I don't. I. I was a big Scott Frost guy, but then when you read what some of the stuff he was doing and stuff that mm-hmm. happened, I mean, he's. I. I don't like. I'm a Scott Frost hater now. Hate him. Yeah, Nebraska's heading in the right direction. Great for the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. And then Mr. Wham Bam Cam Ward. Visiting Miami, Florida State, he says those are his last visits. So it's going to come down, assuming, between those two. Of course, they cannot visit a school whatsoever and talk on the phone, text, FaceTime, whatever, and commit there. But he seems to like the state of Florida. 
I think he ends up at Miami. Yeah, it makes the most sense. To with, stay. T- with TBD leaving, I think that makes sense. Um, I would. I think it'd be a neat idea for him to go back. You know, go to Florida State, especially with all the stuff that happened and the weapons they have. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think he goes to Miami. Who knows? Could be a good situation for him, but I don't foresee it that way. I think it's probably one of the lower landing spots. I'd say I'd love to see him at Florida State. Love to see him anywhere else, to be honest with you, at this point. But yeah, like- I think Miami's about the bottom of the, the totem pole for any transfer destination, in my opinion. The only thing that's great down there is the lifestyle. And they're they're gonna open up that checkbook, baby. It's yeah. gonna be all about the money of with their quarterback. I I firmly believe they're gonna yeah. get a fat NIL deal. Well, absolutely. They're gonna pay him whatever he wants. It's gonna be a blank check. I mean, Dante Moore, supposedly Miami's in the running for him as well. I mean, I guess it just depends on who their guy is. I'd, I'd be happy with either of them if I was Miami with the state of that, where that program's at. I'd take either of them. Oh, am I back? You're back, brother. Oh, I don't know what happened there. My apologies. But not sure what you heard last, so Dante I just, Moore. I just said that, uh, you know, that they're going to basically be able to take their pick between the two, and it's whichever guy's their guy, I feel like, you know. I Personally, I think I'd rather have Cam Ward for a season than possibly Dante Moore come in and not be able to produce because I know what Cam Ward can do immediately day one, but just depending on who their guy is. Yeah, depending, like you said, depending on what direction they want to go would depend with that decision. And with that, DJU was looking at Louisville, Florida State. If Cam Ward goes to Miami, I think DJU lands at Florida State. At this point, that seems like the most thought-of destination for him, so that could be great. Another winning situation for DJU. and I know, two-time transfer, but he is a grad transfer, so he will be eligible immediately this time. Well, once again. So no waiver needed for DJU. And Dante Moore, man. I want to see him at Michigan. I want to see him at Michigan. I don't know if it's going to happen. Jim Harbaugh offered him as an eighth grader, full ride scholarship. So, Man, I, hopefully, I, Jim I, is still in on him. When when I saw Dante Moore into the transfer portal, I thought that it was a foregone conclusion he was going to go to Oregon because Oregon yeah. he was originally committed to, decommitted to, went to UCLA, and then uh, was it. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel went to Oregon, right? He's going to Oregon. Yeah, yeah. I think that opens the door wide open for Michigan, in my opinion. I've heard some rumblings about possibly OSU, but I think that they're just throwing stuff out and seeing what sticks to the wall. Because I've heard Dante Moore. I heard Cam Ward for a minute. I heard Malik Murphy for a minute. Heard everyone. Right. And then I've also heard they're just going to stick it and run with, with Devin Brown. Yeah. Well, obviously for the game, it's Devin Brown, but the court quarter uh, current quarterback room for next season. So I've I've heard everything for OSU, but I I think Dante Moore to Michigan makes the most sense. I mean, the only thing you see with him going to OSU is his mom lives in Ohio, and she graduated from Ohio University in Athens. Other than that, I don't see any connection to him in Ohio and Columbus. Said Jim Harbaugh offered him as an eighth grader. He was trained and coached by former Michigan quarterback Devin Gardner. Since he was 11 years old, yeah. So he's got he's got a lot more roots to Michigan than he does Ohio State, without a doubt. From Detroit, so who knows? Hopefully, I mean, on three, I'm not sure when they updated this, but they originally had Michigan State as the front runner. Of course, Aiden Childs going there now. I assume that takes him out. Absolutely. They had Miami second. Cam Ward looks like he's going there. That should take them out. Just come come home, baby. Come home, Dante Moore, to the big house, play in front of your friends and family. That would be wonderful. I think and what I, makes the most sense for college football is Dante Moore going there and Caleb Williams going to Ohio State. Let's just bang it out one time in 2024 for the Big Ten. With no divisions, let's do it. That's what I like to hear, baby. That would be fun. And I can't really – there's no updates out there. It's complete radio silence for Dante Moore. Yeah, there's there's no reads. Nobody's leaking nothing from his camp. It's yeah, it's radio silence. Absolutely. 
Another interesting name in the portal that a lot of people have heard of from Toledo, former quarterback Daquan Finn is in the transfer portal. Thank God for him actually taking that leap. Somebody's going to get a big-time baller. He is a stud, another Detroit, Michigan native. This will be his sixth year, six-year starter, well-seasoned. He's had three seasons of more than 2,000 pass yards. He's also had three seasons of more than 500 rush yards and at least seven rushing touchdowns. So he he's a baller, man. Somebody, hopefully a power five win team that's looking to go to the playoffs, lands this kid, and he can go out there and ball out and go out on the highest note ever for him. What I've seen about him is Michigan. So, I wouldn't be mad at it. He could. I think he is a power five level player for sure. Yeah. The only bad thing is you're only going to get him for one year. But with as good as Michigan's been the last three years, I don't think that's a bad thing. Get a one-year bridge quarterback. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too. I mean, Jay, let's just say J.J. leaves. We have North Carolina High School Player of the Year, Jaden Davis coming in, four five-star freshman, wherever you're looking. And then we're also in the running for 2025 number one player, Bryce Underwood, quarterback as well. I don't see Harbaugh throwing out a freshman. He didn't do it with J.J. McCarthy, and J.J. was his guy. He's always sky high on J.J., and he wouldn't even start him. And the starter was Cade McNamara, so it's not like you had a good starter anyways. Right. So maybe Dante Moore isn't the right choice with, you know, who's lined up to come into Michigan right now. And Jaden Davis is also bringing along a four-star wide receiver that he's played with down here in North Carolina as well to Michigan. So maybe Daquan Finn would be the best fit. I would love Dante Moore, like I said, but with what's where things are headed, it and we need a producer now, of course. We don't have yeah. time to develop Dante Moore on the field. Well, see, that's good. See, you guys do that and bring in like a guy like Dante Moore. Don't get me wrong. Like Dante Moore's ceiling is, is sky high. But it's kind of the same thing Ohio State just went through with the whole Quinn Ewers thing. You know, the guy came in a year early reclassified, and that messed up everything. You know, we had C.J. Stroud who wanted Quinn Ewers the city year and then him be the guy for the next two years. You bring in a guy like, uh, like you said, Dante Moore, those two guys you got coming in recruiting classes behind him, I mean, they might decommit. You know, because they, they want a chance to start. You know, they know year one they're probably not going to start, but they want a chance year two. You know, so I, I think Daquan Finn makes to me makes more sense. So a one year bridge guy for these uh, for the guys to come in, get a year under their belt, get familiar with the offense and how the you know the team operates and everything, and then year two go out and do it. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at Daquan Finn. Like I said, he's he's well seasoned, Detroit native, puts up monster numbers. I mean, over the last three seasons, almost seven thousand pass yards, seventeen hundred rush yards, and eighty eight total touchdowns. Whether you're playing in the Mac or not, that is impeccable. It's awesome. So yeah, whoever I mean, does get him, I, I like Daquan. Yeah, I like Daquan Finn, and he's he's got I think enough size on him to be be good at a Power Five level for sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Antoine Juice Wells transfer from South Carolina is predicted to go to Ole Miss. It looked like it was Texas early on, but now it looks like Lane Kiffin could snag him. That'd be a fun one in that offense with Jackson Dart, Quinchon Judkins. Speaking of Texas, former five-star wide receiver from Houston, Matthew Golden, looks to be headed to Texas, is the prediction so far. That would be great. That'd be great for him. That'd be great for Texas. Could revive his Debbie stock a little bit. Play the... You know, the Xavier Worthy type of role, that'd be awesome for him. I would love to see that, him and Quinn Ewers for a season. Ooh, buddy. I think that would juice his stock a lot, being able to play with Quinn for one year. I I, I love it. We talked about him last week, I believe, from Georgia State, running back Marcus Carroll, who has just put up big, big numbers, is going to Missouri. And we saw what Cody Schrader did. I believe Marcus Carroll is more talented than Cody Schrader. And he absolutely ripped apart the SEC week in and week out, no matter who he played. I think Marcus Carroll is in line for the same role. 
he might be someone to pop up in this 25 class. Yeah, I think he's a 25 sleeper. I'd, I'd keep my eyes on him if I was anybody else. Yeah, so that that's about it for the transfer portal today. Of course, every day it's changing. We haven't had very many big time commits. Of course, with you know, we got Cam Ward, Dante Moore, DJU, Matthew Sluka is a big sleeper. Keep your not not for Devi, but C two C college fantasy football. He could put up big numbers. He was at Holy Cross, played well against Boston College. Malik Murphy. Core. There's a lot of big quarterback names still in the portal. Dominoes are going to start falling, I'd say, around Christmas time within the next week. I think it's going to be, you know, like I said, Christmas, 23rd, 24th, 25th, right after the early National Signing Day to see who signs, who's coming in next year and whatnot. And it's going to be one of those as soon as the first domino falls, I feel like it's just going to be hectic from there. You know what I mean? It's, it's just once that first guy goes, it's just going to – that first domino fall – and they're all oh, going to follow yeah. after. It's going to go quick. It's going to be It'll fun. Be hectic. That's oh, why I love Christmas. <laughs> On a Will Rogers transferring from Mississippi State to Washington. So Washington has found their quarterback, the gunslinger. There'll be a drop-off from Michael Penix for sure, but at least they're coming into the Big Ten with a competent quarterback that's been proven and played in the SEC. So good for Washington. Washington, Oregon, both did that as well. This is what the transfer portal's for. I mean, it's great for uh, for both teams. Yeah, it's it's great for both teams coming to the Big Ten. Obviously, tougher competition. And me and you have talked about it a little bit between both Oregon and Washington because we were like, UCLA is going to come in and be the best of them because he got Dante Moore and a great defense. Now it's looking like UCLA is going to be the worst of them. Maybe USC, we'll see. But great for both those schools to get a, you know, a well-seasoned guy to come in year one and compete in the Big Ten. Yeah. Big 16, Big 18, whatever the heck it is anymore. This college football season was awesome. Probably one of the best in recent memory with the playoffs, somewhat all that, and the, just really good teams. Yeah. Next year is going to be better, in my opinion. 12 teams, two super conferences. It, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wide open. We're going to see upsets, of course. We're going to get to see a 12 team playoff. That's going to be madness. I'm just excited to see what the playoff, um, like, Itiner- or the like what the breakdown is to make the playoffs like what is it the five because originally it was supposed to be the five power five conference champs automatically get an automatic bid do we I have that's what it'll be and then i think it was being thrown around there will be one automatic uh group of five bid okay i gotcha i'm just curious as if it changes because of all this conference restructuring you know i don't necessarily this i wouldn't say that there's a, you know the power five anymore it's more like power three i just i'm curious to how yeah, it it's breaks crazy out. the pac 12 is still going to be a conference with two teams right you get what i'm saying i just i just want to know how it pans out you know we'll, we'll see here in the coming months i'm sure though and they can always change it and say hey, never mind we're going back to a four-teamer this year i'm sure things are going to change more like that more structure requirements all that are going to come out Things of that nature. I would hope it would be the five conference champs in whatever order you have them or the five top five uh, seeds. And then the at largest start at six through 12 and put in a group of five or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I was hoping for, but I'm just curious to how it pans out with the conference restructuring. But that's it for transfer portal and all that great stuff. I got a question for you off the top of my head. Probably off the top of your head too now. Given Quinn Ewers is coming back, most likely it's been reported. Shadur mm-hmm. Sanders looks to be coming back. Jackson Dart said he's coming back. Kim Ward is, he can still declare. I've heard that's still a possibility he might go to the NFL, but it's not the most likely choice. Malik Murphy's back. Who are your top five quarterbacks for the 2025 class right now? Oh, that's tough. Well, I'm going to, I think the first two are pretty easy. I'm going to go Quinn and Shadur. I think those are are pretty easy. I think that Colorado, I know that they got the number one overall, um, was it offensive lineman recruit coming in? Yeah, he should start day one if he doesn't. He'll start day one. 
yeah, so I, I think that Shadur is going to put up even better numbers this year. The the new hotness in there, but he's – They've got a couple offensive linemen through the portal that are going to start. And um true freshman from Texas A&M started every game. He was a four-star guy. Cameron, can't pronounce his last name, starts with a B. But Michigan's in the mix for him. Colorado's in the mix. He's going to be a big-time recruit. And if he goes to Colorado with the number one high school offensive tackle and the other upgrades they've already got, we could see a, a vastly improved Colorado offense. If everything you just said, which is what I'm I'm getting at, basically, if, if all this happens, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a 9-10 to 10 winged uh, team Colorado next year. Um, and if that happens, I think Shadur is right back up to the top of Debbie boards again. I think he's number two for me personally. Um, to me, number three is where it gets interesting. I personally am still a Drew Aller guy. Yeah, so can't forget about him. I'm putting Drew Aller right up there. I'm, I'm still a Drew Aller guy. Oh, I, I get the needed. Jalen Milrow. Never I mind. I'll put, put Jalen Milrow at three. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about Jalen Milrow. I'm doing this off the top of my head, so bear with me. J- Jalen Milrow at three. We went at, at lengths about Jalen Milrow over this last year. Um, pretty much put his team on his back from week Texas, the loss to Texas. The week after that, they started uh, Tyler Buckner. But the the game he came back and was the starter. He's a starter for us the season. That he put his he put his team on in his backpack and carried him. So if Milrow can get some wide receiver production that we anticipate he'll get, to me he's three. He could be as high as one. Uh, number four, I will toss in Drew Aller there. To me, again, like I said, I still think Drew Aller's a, a hell of a college quarterback. Um, James Franklin's up there with the worst of doing the least with the most. So, but I, I hope Drew Aller. You know, depending on who he gets to pass the ball to next year, is makes a great name for himself. Um, number five, I've got to go with Cam Ward. I'm a Cam Ward guy. I, I just I love me some Cam Ward. I know, like you said, he he could opt to leave. I I don't feel like that would be the best, most logical thing for him to do. Um, but I I just I love me some Cam Ward, man. Last year when he was playing for Washington State and they were opening up the playbook for him and and doing what he does best, he was just lighting it up. I feel like he's got a, you know, top two or three arm in the country. And, I mean, he could run for 150 yards every game. He could be next year's Jalen Daniels. He could be. Very well could be. So, let's see. You had Quinn, Shadur, Milrow, Aller, Cam Ward. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody off the top. Murphy, Jackson Dart, Connor Wegman, Cade Klubnick. Off the top yeah, of I'm head. not – I'm not huge on – so I'm not huge on Wegman. Uh, Klubnik, I don't think – I like him less than Dabo does, and that's saying a lot. Um, who else did you say? Jackson Dart. I think. I mean, him coming back makes sense. I, I want to put him in, like, the Bo Nix tier of, like, you know, playing a ton of games and being that veteran, being great. But I still think Bo Nix is a couple tiers above him. Okay. To me, that, that top five just makes sense, man. I, I can't really justify anybody else. Obviously, there's probably going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere that could you know, easily make their way into that top five for me. But I, right now, that's where I'm at. Did I forget one? No, no, you did not. But this class has a lot of names in it now. We couldn't yes. have said that two months ago. We were talking about Drew Aller and then Malik Murphy, the unknown. Now we got Allers fighting for a top five spot at this point. But I I got Quinn, QB1, far and above QB1 for me. I would still have him QB3 in this class right now, to be honest with you, even over Jaden Daniels. But my number two is Jalen Milrow. I like him just a smidge more than Shadur due to his elite running ability and elite athleticism. I mean, we've seen it time and time again recently what the NFL can do with that archetype of player and how great they can be for fantasy. And, of course, coming from Bama, he's got that pedigree. And we've seen him improve leaps and bounds this year from being benched to now what he's done the last few weeks, beating Georgia, the miraculous win at Auburn. He's, that was luck. He's not the same quarterback that we were talking up in the spring, even saying he should be the guy. He's the best option. He's going to be good. 
he is so much better than what he was in the spring. The the quarterback he was the first two games of the season, Texas and before that, is a totally different quarterback than what we have now. Absolutely. And then after him, same as you, Shadur, Aller, Cam Ward. I'm actually Cam Ward over Drew Aller. Because nobody liked Cam Ward. Very little people like Cam Ward. But now he's the hot name in the transfer portal. He's being talked up. He's going to be so good next year. All this and that. But the same people talking about that were saying he's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. I've been saying it since he transferred to Washington. He has, we've said, you said as well, he has all the tools in the damn toolbox you want in a quarterback. He has the arm. He has the intangibles, the intelligence, the legs. He can make plays. He can move inside and outside the pocket. He can step up. He's going to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, to me, whether it's first round pick, second round pick, he has to be developed, whatever. I think one day he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, and we're going to start him in fantasy. When when his uh, test numbers come out and he goes to the combine, I feel like I see Anthony Richardson rise out of him. Oh, yeah, or, it's going to be or damn close. Yeah, or damn close. I mean, this class has a lot of names. Left out Malik Murphy, Jackson Dart, Michael Pratt from Tulane if he comes back. And then the sleeper for me, Jalen Daniels, returning to Kansas. The same type of Jaden Daniels player can make lots of plays with his legs as a really underrated arm. And Kansas is good. What Lance Leipold has done there is nothing short of spectacular turning that program around. If Devin Neal comes back, it could be fun to watch him grow next season. And he could be a name. Like I said, he could be a big riser next year. Just yeah. the name to keep in tucking in your hat and save for later. He, he could be that Joe Burrow next year. Absolutely. And with OU, Texas being gone, who knows? Kansas might be the in contention for a Big 12 title. I guess another sleeper. We could talk about Dylan Gabriel, too, going out to Oregon. That could be interesting. It could be. It very well could be. It'll be nice to see, especially from like an evaluation standpoint for the NFL, him not with Jeff Levy, who was yeah. the – he was, I believe he was the OC when he was at Oklahoma USF, and then he oh, followed him to Oklahoma. Yeah. So it's first time not playing under a Jeff Levy led offense. So it'll be very interesting to see how he does play without him. That and uh, seeing him actually perform against decent defenses outside. Yeah, of- he's gonna have fun in the Big Ten. That's for sure. Yeah, it'll it'll be tough, and it's colder. It's a little bit colder out in the Big Ten. And no Troy Franklin. He actually committed, it was either earlier today or yesterday, to go into the draft. So we will see who he's throwing the ball to out there. We know Jordan Jurion Dickey. Irving also declared. And Jurion Dickey, I don't know. I love Jurion Dickey, man, but super disappointment not really seeing him on the field this year. Yeah, I figured we'd see a good bit of him this year, and we didn't. So he's going to have to. He's going to have to be extremely impressive to remind the Debbie community and Debbie managers, hey, I was a five-star wide receiver as well. It ain't all about the right branch. Right. How was the number two wide receiver in my class, darn it? I mean, he's built. He's like a Des Bryant type of guy. He's got the he's he's got the traits. Yeah, he's got the traits. He just needs to put it out there. It may be a change of scenery. Wouldn't be bad for him, but at least We'll have come to OSU. Come, come to OSU. We'll take you. Uh, you guys got to worry about Jeremiah Smith and locking him up, baby. I think he's a, a contender to flip on early national signing day to either Miami or Florida State. If he wants to go down to Miami or Florida State, he can go down there. I wouldn't mind him going to Miami with, with, with Cam Ward. Oh, oh, I need new panties. That would be awesome. You know he would step right on that field and start day one. Oh, Hell, he might even do that at Ohio State. He uh, is. I he's he's like this year's Zachariah Branch, but I think even better. He's yeah, like Kenny. Yeah, I think I think Kenny's he goes to. Yeah, he'll 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 go in fresh, true freshman, and have a thousand yards receiving. He's better in Carnell Tate. He's better in Brandon Ennis. He's better in whoever Ohio State has coming in, coming back. I think he could. He, strong possibility he's wide receiver one on that team. Walking assume, in, true. Yeah, freshman. if. If MHA and Ibuka leave, absolutely. For Lincoln Kyle. Absolutely. Are you, 
<clears throat> we can go down that rabbit hole too. Lincoln Kineholes. I do like Lincoln Kineholes, though. We we I want to see him, him play a good amount of ball in the bowl game so damn bad. Yeah. That would be like the highlight of the bowl season for me to watch Lincoln Kineholds play a half of football against an SEC defense. I'd love if they did that. Have Devin Brown give him the first half and have Lincoln Kineholds the second half. And that's the only change you make. Leave everybody else in. I'd I love mean, it. I know I know Devin Brown was hurt and we're Devin Brown guys, but he still lost the job to Kyle McCord. We know what that says about Kyle McCord, but what, what's that say about Devin Brown? And even when he did I, get to play, it wasn't it wasn't anything impressive. His his great plays were like flash in the pan type plays. Like he'd make a oh, that's a great throw. And then it'd be like he'd, you know, short arm a throw mm-hmm. on a slant route and hit a guy in the back hip. It's like, man, you you make the easy plays look hard and you make the hard plays look easy. What's going on? Um, I I like Devin Brown because of his mobility, though. That's that's my big thing. Like McCord, I feel like I know he had mobility, but he felt like a statue quarterback well from what i've heard that supposedly kyle mccord has said the the whole you know like i said per rumors and whatnot he said it was like unfair expectations you're expected to go out there and throw for five thousand yards 50 touchdowns and you know what especially with cj stroud in the league he's an absolute monster i was 100 wrong about him yeah but it was that ryan day offense is you're gonna throw it here or you're going to throw it here. It's not go out there and make plays. And I think that's where he's screwing up. You can't do that anymore. You can't just tell a quarterback, you're going to go throw it to the X button over here on the left side of the field. I don't care what's happening. That's that's your target. I mean, that's a lot of offenses in college, though. They're they're very scheme-based and, and do stuff to get your weapons open. I mean, Kyle McCord's problem would be like he'd lock in on Marvin Harrison 12 times a game and – lead defense with his eyes and I mean he I don't think Kyle McCord's very good at all I get that the offense didn't play out to Kyle McCord's advantage either but the little things like you're telepathing your throw you're 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 not gonna throw it to him you can't do that you know he'd lock in on MHJ before the snap was even snapped and just decide that's who I'm going to if he was told that I don't know I have no idea but that you can't do that that's terrible it seems that he's being told that. I mean, look at C.J. Stroud at Ohio State compared to now. It's it's a huge difference. He looks like a completely different quarterback. He's running around, making plays. He wasn't doing that at Ohio State. So maybe... I do think Ryan Day told C.J. not to run. Oh, absolutely. Because he, he can run. And, and we, the bad thing about I, – I know that we're kind of going down a rabbit hole, but I think you and I both agree that C.J. Stroud's best game, even though they lost, was against Georgia. We saw yeah, everything he, he had. We we saw everything he had in his art repertoire that game. That was his best game. Without that game, I know it's just speculation, whatever. I think Anthony Richardson probably gets drafted over him. Yeah. Because that game we got a glimpse into okay, he is an athlete. He can move around, he can make plays outside the pocket. He always he do that against it. Georgia. I don't think he's Drafted above a rich personally. Right. My biggest knock on CJ was that like, if you get him off rhythm out of, you know, out of sync, not on time, he's not good. I have eaten my word and I'm an Ohio state fan. I have eaten my words. That guy's killing the NFL on broken plays. I think it going that route. I think it is like, if it's not on time, not perfectly in sync, it's not happening. I, I eat my words on CJ Stroud a little bit coming to that because he, the, some of the stuff he's done outside the pocket is just phenomenal for a rookie quarterback. I think he's got a 15-year career, multiple all-pro selections. I mean, he's he's a beast. Yeah, I, I'm i already putting together my Debbie Leagues for next year, and I'm already thinking he might be a top-five dynasty pick. Or, sorry, not Debbie. I meant dynasty. He might be a top-five startup pick next year. I mean, we got... Jalen, Mahomes, Josh Allen, top three. Who's, who's really after that right now? Those are to me. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. At this point, I have CJ Stroud as a QB six in in dynasty. I, I know a couple weeks ago we were talking about him, you know, being top twelve. If you're not in the top three, if you're outside top three, you're not safe. Like you said, Jalen, yeah. 
Mahomes and Allen. Those are the only guys that are safe right now from CJ Stroud in my rankings. Because after that, you get the like your Burrow, your Justin Herbert, Herbert's out injured, blah blah blah. At this point, I'm fading every Charger. Let's pull the Bible. Keep trade cut. CJ Stroud's QB four right now, ahead of Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, A. Rich. So yeah, unless you're someone that's not willing to give a young quarterback like that a chance and you want to go with the safer route with a proven stud already with Lamar Burrow, Herbert. Yeah, I'd say CJ Stroud's gonna be a top five starter pick. That's where I that's where I'd put him currently. If we were to start one for next year right now, I would be surprised if he's not picked in the top five picks. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Especially now he unfortunately has concussion, so he's gonna miss the game tomorrow. Or later today, when you listen to this, Keith Keen will be the starter. So unfortunate for him. But that's it. That's all we got tonight. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Again, please give us all a follow on Twitter at Gump7285, at D underscore Cook93. You can give our other podcast a follow at Gridiron underscore FS. And then, of course, at Destination Debbie. Check out my latest Debbie Buys and Sells article going over my reflection of the running back position throughout these past e- this past season that is over on destination destination i did good the whole show until now so appreciate you guys tuning in we'll see you again next saturday evening after early national signing day so hopefully we'll have some good flips from that one and then we get some more transfer portal news and we have some other bowl games to talk about that are hopefully competitive we have some debbie performances but we'll see you guys again on the next one We'll have a lot of a lot of stuff in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. See ya.